Hi, Rabbi Rashi Simon here with a Shabbos message for all my friends at Kesher and beyond. Parshas Kitisa is dominated by the Chet HaEgel, the infamous sin of the golden calf. As is well known, Moshe's companion and elder brother Aharon was a reluctant catalyst in the forging of this molten image. The commentators all grapple with how he could come to be complicit in such a doomed and disastrous project. The Baletos was a collective of sages who lived in 12th century France, suggested Aaron was faced with a devil's dilemma. The people were clamoring for a replacement for Moshe, who they thought had died on the mountain and would never be seen again. For his own part, Aaron was confident that Moshe would return, perhaps even the following day. He thought, if I propose a replacement for Moshe, such as Kalev ben Yefune, the husband of Miriam and future companion of Joshua, or the worthy Nachshon ben Aminadav, prince of the tribe of Judah with proven leadership skills. When Moshe returns, there may be some who preferred the new leader to the original one. Strife may ensue. If I let them choose their own leader, they may well come up with someone entirely unsuitable. Internecine strife will follow. If I take the role for myself, in addition to the possibilities of the earlier two scenarios, Moshe may feel as if I have cunningly usurped his position in his absence. With these three options so deeply flawed, Aaron decided to pursue a delaying tactic which he hoped would put the people off until Moshe's return. As we know, it didn't quite work out that way. Nevertheless, we can see from here the extent to which Aaron was prepared to go for the avoidance of Machlokis. His pursuit of peace and loathing of strife meant that he was willing even to take the risk of an idol amidst the Jewish people in order to avoid conflict. This insight may shed light on a remarkable incident which occurred in late 18th century Poland. A community sought to employ a certain chazan of exceptional musical talent. His mastery of the liturgy was flawless and his voice never failed to inspire. Unfortunately, his ability as a chazan was in no way matched by his personal piety. He was said to eat all manner of non-kosher meat and was completely lacking in fear of heaven. The rabbi was adamant that this man was unsuitable as a chazan, but the members of the community were enchanted by his voice and insisted that he is their man. Seeking guidance or perhaps support for his position, the Rav wrote a halachic inquiry to the chief rabbi of Posen, the big city in the district. The Rav of, the Rav of Posen, widely known as Yosef Hatzadik, was the son-in-law of the famous Nodi Yehuda. The response of the Posner Rav was not long in coming. Possibly to the surprise of his interlocutor, he replied that the rabbi should withdraw his objection to the dissolute chazan who was so popular with the congregation, declaring, Mutav lahaamid tselem bahichal va'al yarbe machlokes Israel. It is better to place a graven image in the sanctuary than to allow machlokes to rage among the Jewish people. While we would no doubt need to apply careful discretion and seek the counsel of the wise in applying this principle, it is clear that the consequences of machlokes are seen by the sages as so toxic and destructive that it must be avoided even when the cost of peace is as onerous as an icon in the sanctuary. And with this I wish you a very peaceful Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom.